All right, everybody on Guam and everyone around the internet, hop a day and thank you once again for downloading or streaming the KUAM Podcast Network. I'm Jason Salas once again inviting you to give us a rating and review on whatever platform you are consuming us. You may be on SoundCloud, in which case we would ask that you follow us because you will get all of our really awesome shows, including this one, which we are going to talk about awesome programs going on relative to agriculture. But uh, if you're on iOS, you also want to rate and review us and make sure to subscribe to our feed so you get all of these programs. Every single time we publish them, they come to your device automatically. It's a one-time job. And you know on Guam, we like to work efficiently. And that is kind of the point today because I'm talking to some buddies of mine. We have Joe Takero from UOG, the College of Life Sciences. Joe, we went to UOG together, but we didn't have half the resources that UOG does right now. So you must be in heaven. Yeah, it's uh, a lot more resourceful nowadays Mm -hmm. in our time. And do people still refer to you as barbecue man? Only Jason Salas. <laughs> Some people do. Okay. And how's, how's baseball going, by the way? Um, I'm pretty much done playing. I'm oh, co- I've been coaching for about 10, 11 years now with, uh, from the youth, I, and they're, they're becoming young adults. I now. just watched you play a few years ago. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I stopped playing just because the kids coaching the kids takes uh, too much energy Matt, out get, of me. Yeah. You guys had that fantastic come-from-behind victory when uh, I remember you, you were on second base. Glenn Fernandez was up. He hit a ball all the way and it went to the warning track. You came all the way from second. I, I remember start, that. that was, uh, run, uh, I, I can't recall, but uh, I know that that team was the one that, the, that's the Braves. I remember that. Yes. It was a game seven against. JP uh, Uggen was pitching, I believe, yes, game seven, yes, and Glenn yeah. Fernandez drove in the winning yeah. run, which was you from second. Uh, maybe, maybe. That was an insane game. And, yeah. But I'm glad to have you in studio, man. I've known you for a long time yes. and admired your work. And Thank you. Also, uh, Justin Santos is here from the Department of Agriculture. So, Justin, half a day. Thanks for joining Hoffaday. us. Okay, you guys are doing a lot of interesting work there, and we've been covering some stories here on KUM about the tight integration between, you know, Department of Agriculture, um, you know, the folks over Forestry, Chelsea Munya-Brecht is now, you know, she's been yep, appointed yep. by Governor Leon Grove. So uh, what has that integration been like, and especially these days with, um, you know, things have been so dry, things have been hot, and they've talked about, like, just how much work you guys have. So we've been doing a lot of, um, a lot of fighting fire this, this, this time of year. Um, Usually in the in the dry season, uh, the forestry crew turns into a fire crew, and um, at the same time we're also propagating trees and getting them ready for the rainy season. Mm-hmm. So then, when the rainy season comes around, around July to December, that's when we do a lot of the outplanting. So our crew turns from a fire crew, which they are now, into a planting crew. So that's kind of where we're at right now. So you you guys have to truly multitask. We we do a lot of we do a lot of different things and uh, every day is a different day. Yeah, but Joe, you still play golf, right? You still go out and golf, or? Uh, once a year. That's my twin brother that plays every. Oh, okay. Uh, every, twice a day, I think. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> yeah, he's your, really fa- good. your family is just gifted, man. But I was I was gonna say that if you guys have driven by like any of our amazing golf courses here in the island, everything's so brown because it's been so dry. And the yep. only people that are the only thing that's supposed to be brown on Guam are the people, not the grass. Yeah, <laughs> this might be a record year. I'm, I might be a record yeah, year this year. Like, but you know what? I, I'm sure I speak for everybody, including Uncle Ken, who's joining us on, on the mic. Is I, I would rather have dry than typhoon season. True. Yeah. Rain is good though. Yeah, rain. Rain is. Rain is good. good. We, we've been having a little, little lady. Okay, so um, Joe, what have you guys got going on at at UOG as far as you know, getting the next generation? interested in the agriculture letting people know about the wonderful resources we have here and then also you know I, you, you guys do a fair bit of uh, of research and projects into the agriculture yes yes a lot of outreach and research um what in you know when we started justin and i went to school together and uh the a- interest in agriculture was low 
at least as far as the college level. Mm -hmm. But of course, outside every every island throughout Micronesia, they all have some connection with uh, ranching and farming and fishing and. But taking it to the college level, you know, it's a science program and it, there's some turn-off classes that, that, that become real hard. Mm -hmm. So uh, the interest was very low, but for some reason, since I come back to UOG, there's a, there's a handful of new students that are, there's the, how do you say it, the people that have declared for agriculture degrees, it's picked up by like 300% since our time. That's amazing. Yes. Because I remember before you, you, I graduated from business and public administration, so we'd have like, you know, 19 or 20 marketing majors, a whole bunch of accounting majors, and then there were always like those two people that majored in like philosophy. Yeah. I'm, I'm hoping it's not just because of the new laws, you know? Mm. Well, no, that is, that is an interesting. What would you say is, is, is the reason behind it? I think, um, I think a big reason is now that when, when we were going to school, it was, it was like Joe said, it's, it's just uh, livestock and, and farming and, and fishing. But now it's turned into invasive species. It's turned into forest enhancement. It's, it's turned into protection and preservation of our resources, the soil, everything. So it's, it's provided more opportunities for students to probably look into other job um, job options for them, opportunities mm -hmm. for them to go out and do other things that are related to agriculture. Um, so that's what I think the, 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 the interest is. Well, I had the great fortune of interviewing uh, two young people from UOG just yesterday, and they, they put together this conservation project over at the Marizzo Pier. Yep. And they said they were just absolutely astonished as they went diving one day, and they just saw, you know, there's, there's fishing line that was let, left on top of, you know, the coral and was destroying it. I was like, I mean, so the young people are getting it. And it's not like, I was even joking around with them. I was like, okay, my generation we messed up the planet because we were stupid. We, we just didn't know that the actions we were taking hurt this wonderful resource we've been given. Kids kids these days, I would say, are more self-aware. Would you agree? Yes, yes. And, you know, this uh, technology just spreads the word a lot quicker. Uh, yeah. You know, the yeah. social media, um, mm. a lot of people are becoming more aware of the native plants, which is almost, uh, you know, a lost knowledge. But um, there's been a revival in the past five, ten years, and this is why we're here today to mm. talk about native plants. Okay, um, yep. Justin, tell us about, um, you mentioned invasive species. I know yep. that's something that, that motivated a whole bunch of Guamanians, whether they're military people who just moved here two months ago or they're yep. people like us who, who were born and raised here because that rhino beetle really was a call to action for a lot of people to get involved. I think, was, I, I think that's a wake-up call. Um, I don't think we're there yet for emergency detection and, and rapid response. Mm. Um, we are moving in the right direction. We have certain uh, committees set in place, but... Um, we still got a lot to to work on. We, we can't just put legislation without enforcement. So we, we have all the ideas, but if we don't put them into work, then then it's not really uh, gonna do anything. Um, there, there, there is a bunch of things. Um, Hawaii is the number one invasive island or state in the world. So they're next to us. So we need to be aware that these things can come in from Hawaii as as quick as it came into there. So the Koki frogs really screwed up Hawaii for, for like a while. I've heard that, you yep. know, like entire hotels would like lose all their occupancy just because those frogs are barking on them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's funny. I mean, you know, not funny, haha, -ha, but you know, people our age that grew up here, we used to use brown tree snake as almost like a punchline, or then the Koki frog is like, oh, you know, they're, but yep. these things really do have an impact in negative ways on the environment. Yes, they do. And speaking about the rhino beetle, um, to what I'm hearing, it's like I know it's in Hawaii in a certain uh, area, and I'm I believe it came from here. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 Uncle Kim, what, what would you say, like you know, from from your generation? I mean, we don't want to make this like an ageist thing, but uh, you know, 
Sure you do. <laughs> well, what what are you seeing as far as you know someone now in you know in the twilight of your career? What the younger generation and you know especially what's coming out of you know UOG and the Department of Agriculture. Well, you know, there's a it's a great revival of uh, you know when we think green. Perhaps when you go out there, it reminds me of back in the early 70s during uh, Ricky Bernardo's time where he was urging each and every soul here on the island to uh, uh, go into that green green uh, revolution thing where you know agriculture is is the future. Uh, it, it was the present at that time, uh, but he had this foresight that, um, you know, it has this vision that the, we have to rely on this more more uh, uh, aggressively as we go along. And uh, I don't know whether it's a vision or not. I could probably take that back. But, but you know, at, at the revival of agriculture and, uh, you know, the partnership between UOG and the Department of Agriculture is a great thing. And uh, maybe perhaps it does have something to do with the new laws that are past here just recently but yeah during our time it was just kind of different and you know you're absolutely right it's not just your generation that was stupid that's some you know not to insult anybody but we were not really taking care of certain things that we should have been during that particular time we oh I, I can carry the flag for my yeah, generation because yeah, yeah. we, we absolutely were stupid yeah yeah, yeah we, 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 I, I was saying you know remember that whole thing about like we always used to like fix our hair and everything yeah. guys but like the with the aquanet everyone's like you know you're ruining the ozone there right like, oh, what's that <laughs> yeah we keep doing it but the, the thing about it is that you know now we're more self-aware and and so forth uh, so we could go a little bit further and do it, delve more into um you know this going into the farmers and these going yeah. into these new people that are are starting out but yeah we were at that point of our lives as well where we would you know, take everything for granted ah, it's okay just agriculture we could always go and pick manna whenever i feel like it and then finally you wake up one day the mandakness all the trees are bald all there yeah. you know and then that's a wake-up call excellent wake-up call but in a real negative way well let me ask guys um you brought up just in policy making right and you very appropriately said you know legislation without enforcement right um since Governor Leon Guerrero has taken over, you know, we have already seen that she is a woman of action and, you know, she doesn't mince words and she's basically given every agency and department and commission, you know, very specific missions to accomplish. Has, has she actually given you guys, like, you know, like a mission statement and saying, like, you know, I would like you to concentrate on ABCD and, you know. Um, I, I haven't seen anything, but she did sign an aquaculture thing um, yep. just recently. She just signed um, the Cannabis Act. For, to legalize or to decriminalize it, Absolutely. so that's an, that's another thing. But I haven't seen anything from necessarily from her side. Mm -hmm. um, but 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 from their platform, they did say that they were they they did are or are interested and and wanted to pursue these uh, natural resource conservation and and that type of thing. So I mean, we'll, it's will remain to see. Well, I'm I'm here to help. So. Mm -hmm. That's okay. kind of the thing. Joe, how would you describe your job, like a UOG? Because I know it's, it's, it's a wonderful job to have, but everybody I know that's worked at UOG, again, you know, you've got a little bit of research, you do a little bit of, you know, evangelism about your programs and everything. Like, well, when people ask you, what do you do? How do you typically respond? Well, my title is an extension agent, so one of our uh, main priorities is to do outreach, whether it's through online uh, fact sheets or site visits from the large-scale farmer or gardener or rancher to the small-scale Pot, you know, people that grow plants in pots and we give technical advice. That's one of our main uh, main jobs and uh, we do workshops. Like we try to, what we see, what we feel is uh, we, we do assessment needs of like what people are interested in 
for example, like uh, we know that people like broccoli, and uh, you know broccoli is not very easy to grow here. But we we found a substitute that may have potential for us to grow our own broccoli that would be Chinese kale or Chinese broccoli. Mm. Then we would we would uh, promote that. We plant it, try it out, then give a workshop on on its values, comparing it to broccoli, whether it's the taste. Nutrition and how to plant it because it's made more for the tropics. Hmm. That's an example of what we do. And uh, other than that, yeah, on the research side, like uh, we can venture into anything within the realm of our uh, expertise. So, like uh, I'm hired for horticulture, and uh, I have uh, I'm doing some research projects on crops, but also I do I'm involved with uh, native plant surveys, whether they're common native plants or the rarest to endangered. So those are some of the things that I do. Okay, interesting about broccoli because, you know, like in, it's 2019 and everybody's trying to eat better. Like there's a lot of people going on the uh, ketosis diet. Yeah. Broccoli is a carbohydrate, everybody. Not a lot of people realize that. High starch. Yeah, yeah high starch, actually. Broccoli, broccoli is a carb. You can look that up. It blew me away when I did it. Um, how tightly do your two groups work together? Well, um, I know that... Um, I'm sure you collaborate on many Yes, well, I used to work with... Fourth Street, yeah. and uh, so and Justin and I, because we're not, we grew up together since kids. We know each other, and yeah. for some reason we met up. We had the same interest in college, and uh, he, we met at Forest. We brought, we worked together at Forestry, and even though I left, we always stayed in tune. Um, whatever there's, he needs our, uh, we need each other's help. We help each other, whether it's physical or on the phone. Um, and uh, there's other, there, like his boss, his chief, Joe Muffness, they, I know he has he has projects, he's involved with uh, UOG too, like some of my projects I know he's involved with. I don't see him as much, but I know I see his name on the correspondence. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. We do a lot of work together. Um, I mean, we always talk about work whenever we meet up. Um, we talk about projects, possible projects, things that, that that's coming up. Joe's been a really good resource for me. Um, He's one of, he, he was there before I got there, so I learned a lot on how to propagate native trees. So um, for us at Forestry, doing a lot of reforestation, um, there's not a lot of information out there about um, propagating native trees. So um, kind of you just have to do it. So I've been working there for 12 years now, maybe 13, and um, I've learned so much about how to grow native trees. You can't just open a book or look on the internet and, and try to find these things. It, it doesn't really exist. It's not one of those weird it's facts not, like broccoli or carbohydrates. Yes, yeah. it's not one of those. So, so do you plan on publishing that? Do you, that's exactly we, why we're here. We have okay. a handful already. Uh, yeah. Uh, when I was at Forestry, uh, we developed about 10 fact sheets on uh, how to grow native plants, usually from seed. And we, you know, we can, there's other ways of propagating it, but uh, we promote by seed most of the time. Mm -hmm. And uh, since I've been back at UOG, they have the they have they got the the go ahead from uh, Joe Muffness, the chief of forestry, to revamp those fact sheets. And I happened to be there at UOG, so I knew all about them. And then we've developed about 15 or 20 more since uh, I've gotten to UOG. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What What are some common misconceptions, guys, about like um, about growing native plants? Because I'm sure some people just naively believe that oh, you can just take a seed plant in any village anywhere, you know. Uh, the red dirt of Jigo is equal mm -hmm. to, you know, some of the, um, the the soil down in, you know, Mong Mong or something like that. And it all works the same, which is probably wrong. My idea is, is uh, you just got to try. If you never, if you don't experience it, people, people just say, oh, I want to do this and I want to do that. But they never actually just do it. They say, I want a garden, but they don't ever start doing it. Just, just go out and do it. Um, you're, 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 you're talking about uh, up in the Sabana or... Go out to where you're from, look around, 
identify trees that you like that are growing really well in your area and then find out what tree that is and see, and and grow that one mm-hmm. because not question. all trees are going to necessarily work in in in, in different areas I, I got a question about the uh, herbs and and all kinds of uh, medicinal plants uh, mm-hmm. taking away from the joke about the <laughs> medicinal marijuana thing but is there a movement anywhere as to which see the medicinal values of some of the uh, herbs and plants that are being used by the Manamco for Amut, Amut Antigo? Yes, right now I know that there's a center. I've never been there up by the old hospital. Yeah. Uh, they're, yep. they're, doing, they're actually having apprenticeship for future mm-hmm. Suruhanus and Suruhanas. And, um, you know, um, the, the thing about our herbs that we use, a lot of them are not native. Most of them are. So, you know, that's a, that's a little bit of a different subject matter because, uh, you know, we're talking about native plants. But as far as pushing the native plants, there is another almond farm in Dededu and uh, there's a lot of them are native plants. And uh, people like me with, that know the plants, I go out there and identify it for them and give them the right scientific mm-hmm. or the Tremoru name. And if I don't know it, I'll go find out. Um, like, uh, for example, this Suruhana in uh, Dededu, she grew, she grew the, she thought she was growing the Tupunadzuzu, but she was actually growing the other one that looks just like it with very little differences and grows right next to it. And she had thousands of people going through her uh, ecotourism uh, almond farm. And I told her that that was not the Tupunadzuzu and she didn't believe me. And then I had to show her because she didn't know she had it in her back, in her, in her, on her, uh, what do you call it, her extra stash of that plant, when it was mixed growing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I showed her the difference, and then, then she realized, and then she took out the, the one that, well, it's native, but it's not, we don't use it for medicine, mm-hmm. and she switched it. So up, there's so. a difference in its medicinal value being t- yes. between the uh, uh, tupu nadzuzu, which is sugarcane or tupu? Uh, uh, yeah, either it's, either it's tupu or tupu. With yeah. sugarcane or a well, like a water well, because yeah, they're yeah. saying it's Tupu. it's the it's the way you pronounce it's the it. Azuzu, Tupuna Azuzu yeah, is Tupuna. the uh, the rock, the Azuzu's, uh, cane, sugar yeah, cane, yeah. maybe. Yeah. 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 No, no, but there is a difference in, in medicinal value between the two. Uh, yeah, one one is not known to be used for medicine, and it's not called Tupuna Azuzu. Yeah, there's okay. there's no Chamorro name, and usually when we find a plant or we know of a plant that's native, and we we cannot find the name or nobody knows it. It's either the it's either the value of its its value was lost or we never used it. Oh, okay. Yeah. And of course, this, for that. this is this is also a topic which is always you know and perpetually very near and dear to Uncle King's heart because uh, his late son was Casey Conception, who's the policy now carries <laughs> exactly. your, carries your son's name. He worked with us here at KUM. Yes, I remember. Yeah, that. we miss him very dearly, but um, that's a great way to honor his legacy. So yeah, yeah. Uh, we always appreciate that. Okay, I um. I'm going to assume that you guys, obviously you guys have a lot of work ahead of you, and many hands make light work. Um, what are some of the career opportunities at either organization for people you know, that have the passion as you do, and you know, may, may have grown up childhood friends, and they, they want to say, you know, I believe in my heart I can contribute and make the Guam the best it can be, and this is what I enjoy doing. So like, if people want to do this for a living, how can they, what, what opportunities are available? There's, there's a lot. I mean, um, you can... There's financial, there, you can always apply for grants. There was a, a group that started this uh, medis- Tremor Medicine grant where they were going from Rota to Saipan, Tinian, and Guam, and they had this group that were collecting and growing the medicines outside of people's houses, and you know it was funded by USDA, I believe, at that mm-hmm. point. And there's all these other, uh, if you're looking for financial assistance, but if you're looking for technical assistance, 
uh, you know, you can come to people like me or Justin or even your grandmother or grandfather that, you know, they're going to know if, they're, if you're really interested, they're going to teach you, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it, and that's a good that's a good thing is that the resources are right behind us that's a very Chamorro thing to pass yeah. down knowledge yeah. I would say um, you know you, you go into you, you enter the university and then you're kind of thinking what am I going to do what am I going to do then you get into agriculture and, and, and just like a bachelor's degree you're, you're not sure where you're going where you're going to end up but with the bachelor's degree in agriculture, you kind of open yourself up to to a whole bunch of different things you can go into to main agriculture you can go into invasive species you can go into rare plant restoration you can go into forest enhancement there's so many opportunities you can go into aquaculture but you you kind of find your place you're 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 calling when it when it's time i can't tell you what you're going to be when you're a student you kind of find your way and you and you weed through everything and you you kind of see where you're at Uh, i didn't know i was going to end up here and honestly when i when i ended up at forestry i kind of didn't really know a lot of native plants. They didn't teach that back when we were going to school. Like Joe was saying, there, you know, historically at UOG there were very few agriculture majors, and I know some some of the people that were taking classes there, they were saying it's like you know this is really interesting material, but I'm not sure do I have to go all the way to PhD level just to you know become a researcher, and I yep. you know I'm not sure yep. what my career path might be, but but that's fantastic if yep. you guys have you know I mean you know the world's a stage basically. And basically, yeah. it is. It is. Okay, so um, let's wrap up, guys, and uh, if people have. Uh, questions, if they like more information and everything, can they find you guys on social media? How can they, how can they contact you guys with uh, inquiries? Well, for me, they can contact the Agriculture and Life Sciences Cooperative and Extension Outreach Unit and uh, just ask for me, Joe Ticaro. They'll, they'll either give you my email or my office line. Mm-hmm. And if it's really important, uh, uh, later on, I can give my cell phone. Okay, and people listening, he's not just posturing for the microphone. He is really the nicest guy, like <laughs> real good Guamanian guy. He, he, he loves helping people. I know that. I've known you for a long time, so we do appreciate your contributions to Guam. And that, uh, for me, you can just come by the office, uh, Department of Agriculture in Mingilao. Um Our number is 300-7975. Um, you can email me. Um, call first, and then we'll give you the email. Um, but... We do have a Instagram at Guam Forestry. If you want to follow, um, it's a really good thing. Right now, we're we're showing a whole bunch of different uh, fire things going on. Um, but this Saturday, we're having a native native plant identification workshop. So that's kind of uh, why we're here to to try and promote um, native plants and how to grow native plants and kind of showing the layperson actually um, what are what what are the uses of the plant, what are the why, why these plants are important in our environment and um, how we can grow them. Very cool. Okay, so um, a final word. Do you guys, guys yeah. want to have anything um, else you want to mention? Again, tomorrow, yeah, and we're focusing on three native plants. They're fairly common. Um, and like Justin said, it's the main thing is to start getting everybody, th- those that are interested, educated on at least knowing these plants. Mm-hmm. We may not know how to grow them tomorrow, but tomorrow you're going to have an idea of what they look like, how to look for them, and maybe how to grow them. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. All right, well, gentlemen, thank you so much. It's a, you. Guam is in good hands, and the reason why Guam is thriving right now and why it's such a wonderful place to live is because of gentlemen like Joe and Justin. And not just kids running around the village anymore, you know, becoming friends at a very young age. You guys are actually doing doing it now, and what are we, in our 40s? You are. No, no, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think I'm older than all you guys. I, oh, man, I just turned 45. But, but, yeah, I'll be 47. Uh, can we okay. refrain from talking about age? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. No, no one can see our gray hair on the, on the podcast because it's audio only. But, uh, you know, doing, doing so now from a leadership position, obviously you guys have the passion within you. And it's not a job for you guys, obviously. You know, this is, this is a labor of love. So we, yep. we do appreciate you sharing some of your insight and your knowledge with us. And we hope that you would continue to follow 
these gentlemen and their very fine work and continue to follow us on the KUM Podcast Network. I'm Jason Salas, and for Uncle Ken and all of us here, we will see you next time.